God bless you this morning. Thank you for coming on. I am going to discuss Psalm 119, and it's going to be verses 49 to 56. Amen. Right after we invite the Holy Spirit into this session. Amen. The Holy Spirit is good. He's our best friend. And we got to start talking to him daily. Amen. Be on our grind for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, good morning. Good morning and thank you for a new day. We love you, Father God. We thank you for being above us. We thank you for being within us. We thank you for being all over the place and showing us that we have in you, in Christ Jesus, and in the Holy Spirit, we have the power of the Creator within us. I ask today, Lord God, that you cause each and every person that's interested in knowing about you, interested in and in, in using your power against evil, against the evil one, I ask that you open their eyes, open their hearts, and cause them to receive all that you have for us. Because like it says in James 1.17, you are the Father of light. And in order for us to be illuminated, we need you. We need more of you. We need to know more about you, study about you. We need you in our mornings, in our afternoons, in our evenings. We need you before we make decisions. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we need you to eradicate all the evil that tries to come around us, the things that we can see, and, and even those millions of things that we cannot see that is around us. Father God, use me as I deliver your word today, and each and every time I deliver your word, cause it to be stronger and stronger, and in a... a demon basher, amen, and, and to teach your people how to do the same and how to be joyous in their lifetime without allowing the, the cares of this world to bother them, which is what you told us not to do. You told us to not give it to you. So right now, as I'm praying, I give all of our problems to you those that I'm standing in the gap for, those that I don't even know, allow me, Father God, to hand them all to you and to fill all those troubled spaces that we once had with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, reign. Holy Spirit, take over. And I love you, and you're my best friend. Bless each and every person that is on now listening, and bless each and every person that is listening, whether it's by telephone or by their computers, bless their households. In Jesus' holy name, whatever problems they have, we give them to you because you're the best one in our lives that can handle them for us. Hallelujah. And we bless your name. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There's so many things that come up against us. And this is one of the reasons why I feel the Spirit leading me to teach more on Psalm 119. You guys heard me um, teaching about Psalm 119 before, and it comes in um, pockets, I want to call, of eight. If you turn to Psalm 119 right now, turn your swords, swords, so we speak, there's a couple of things that were mentioned that God's going to teach about today. Turn your swords to Psalm 119, and you'll notice that the uh, most Bibles, I don't think all Bibles, but most Bibles, especially King James Version, and I believe New King James Version as well, are labeled every eight, uh, every eight scriptures has the uh, Greek alphabet above it. Aleph is the beginning, then Geth, uh, right above verse 9 you'll see Geth, 
And then it goes on. Each one, every eight has a label. So I'm going to be going by the seventh one. And that's why I call this, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, that's all. <laughs> so turn to Psalm 119, verse 49. Amen. Amen. And remember the number seven, okay? All right. My Bible together here. Okay. And it reads like this. And if you, some of you, your Bibles might say Z-A-I-N. It has two different spellings. Well, different spellings. And then uh, some of you might, might say Z-A-Y-I-N. Okay? And it says, Remember the word unto thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. We all love that word hope. Amen? This is my comfort in my affliction, for the word has quickened me. The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from your law. I remembered thy judgment of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Horror has taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Mm. Thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept thy law. And lastly, verse 56 says, This I had because I kept thy precepts. Amen. So, you know, this um, is actually when you read this and you study Zion, Zion okay, um, you'll see there's, it, it, it's telling us about the power of habit. Now, I know you have heard that what is it, you do something for three weeks, 21 days, and it becomes a habit or something, you know? So how's about let's just start, uh, those of you that out there listening to this that have never read the Bible or maybe you're afraid to delve into it or whatever, start now, okay? Because it's all about habit. Amen. If you notice, uh, he says, remember the word unto thy servant, which, uh, verse 1, which thou hast caused me to hope. But look, look studying the word getting to know the word better than just reading it with your eyes, okay, getting it down into your heart and studying it and finding out what certain words mean. This is why I like to tell people to get the, the uh, what is it, a commentary, you know, study the King James Version, Strong's, get you a, a strong concordance, a dictionary, and start to study the word, okay? And you'll study, you'll, you'll find out reasons, uh, certain reasons why the Greek is, is, is used in the Hebrew, what certain words mean and why they're there, okay? Amen? The power of habit. And we should develop within ourselves the habit of talking to the Lord, okay? You know, the devil tried, for years, the devil tried to use the old adage that talking to yourself means you're crazy. And, and the reason, see, we have to watch what we listen to. The reason he put that out there is because he wanted the people, the children of God, to, to back off from talking to the God in them. You know, when you're talking, you're talking to the Lord. And everybody else should butt out. It's none of their business. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Talk to him. Talk to him when you're pouring your coffee. Talk to him whenever you're, you're taking a shower, when you're preparing for work, when you're preparing for a, a, a visit, someone to come visit you, or a holiday. Talk to him at all times. Talk to him when you're sad, when you're lonely, when you're happy, when you're grateful. Amen? Remember the word. And this is illuminating. Okay? Zane, it means, 
It's an illuminating. It illuminates you. It gives you revelation. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God is a revealer of secrets. Do you want to see the secret? Do you want to know the secrets of God? Amen. Use his word at all times. There are too many, I'm afraid that there's too many Christians out there right now that are calling themselves the title of Christian or believer or follower, and they don't they know nothing about the Bible. They couldn't quote the first five books of the Bible. Amen. You know? Hallelujah. So, you know, study the word. Jesus studied the word. Amen. So let's I'm gonna get on as you heard me say. Then is the seventh, okay, in Psalm 119. And we'll talk about seven, okay? Zane has a dual meaning, okay? It has a dual meaning. It means your weapon, okay? Talking about the sword, you'll see that come up. It reading this. When you're going under some kind of spiritual warfare, just like David did when he wrote it, amen? Okay, when we go under spiritual warfare, we need the word. It means weapon, but it also means your bread, food. It means sustenance or nourishment. Do you want to be nourished in the Lord? Do you want God's nourishment? Or do you, you can either have God's nourishment or you can get your so-called nourishment from the world. Amen? We can look in all, we can look on Google and in all that other YouTube and all that other kind of stuff all we want to, but you can only get the truth from the truth. Amen? And that is God's word. Zane means seven, derived from a root word that means sustenance or nourishment. The root appears in words like maison, M-A-Z-O-N, which means also food. It is your food. Now, the letter itself, it is a crowned vav, V-A-V, and you'll see that if you study Psalm 119, amen. Sometimes it looks like vav, V-A-U, amen. The one before, actually, which would be uh, Psalm 119, 41 to uh, Amen? It's a crown vase, which is the symbol of a nail. Now, think about it. You have the nail, and then you have the crown, right? We just can't, no matter what you do, you just can't get away from Jesus. Jesus took the nails for us, amen, and he wore the crown. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and the Bible is Jesus, and Jesus is the Bible. He wants you to read about him. Amen? The nail, the symbol. A crowned nail. It's the sword of spiritual warfare. That's something that you don't hear too much in so many churches nowadays, and we need to start using this term, finding out what this term means. Spiritual warfare. And is needed for our continued nourishment. Unless the enemy prevent us from being filled with the word of truth. See, if we don't start getting into, you know, we got to grow up. If we don't start getting into spiritual warfare, 
Okay, you could wake up every morning and say everything's everything, everything's all right, things are just a okay. You could act like that all you want to. Hey, what do they call that? Uh, positive, uh, whatever. Okay, you could do that all you want to, but look, everything's not a okay. Satan hates you. You once you accept Jesus Christ as your savior and you love Him, even if you're just beginning to just get into Him, you're like, I, I want to learn more about the Savior. You're going to start going through battles. You have to learn how to fight, and you better learn how to do it through the Word. Amen? Amen. Spiritual warfare is imperative to you in this existence. Amen? Learn to fight the enemy. Learn who you are in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God. You hear me say it all the time. The Father and I are one. God lives in me. By his stripes, I am healed. And by his stripes, we've been healed, guys. We've been healed long time ago. Amen? Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And know that you know that you know that nothing the devil can do to you will prosper and everything that rises up against you is going to fall. No matter how good it looks, no matter how close it looks like it gets, trust me, you won already. Amen? We won. Spiritual warfare, that's reading the word, that's understanding it. David did it here. When you read Psalm 119, each and every one of these portions, okay, eight scripture portions, he used, he wrote them because of something that he was going through at the time. Amen? He wrote them. And guess what? You don't have to rewrite them, guys. It's already written for you. If God, right, if God did the hard work, if he did the heavy stuff, what are we trying to do? Amen? What are we trying to do? Hallelujah. I like how it's, it says it's needed for our continued nourishment. Lest the enemy prevent us. See, he can prevent. If you don't get used to it and do that, what, how do they say, the 21-day, you know, power of habit, illumination, he will rob you. The Bible says the devil comes to steal kill and destroy and you will be surprised of what he uses to try to do that he absolutely hates us folks people just celebrated halloween well i don't know why it's not really a holy day okay it's not a, i don't know why people call it a holiday it's a day <laughs> you know people just celebrated drinking drinks with eyeballs in it and, and, and veins in the eyeball and trying to look like a monster and witches and long fingernails and, and spirits. And people think it's funny. The devil is not funny, but he thinks you are. We give him too much credit. And Christians, you should not be out there celebrating Halloween. I'm looking at this Bible and I'm looking at all the different things that David went through, King David went through. He was so wonderful. He's written in the word for other people thousands of years later to read about and to learn from and to see. And this is, life is not a joke. It is not a joke. Salvation is important. It's imperative to our existence. Amen? You know? So I think that a lot of people right now, especially a lot of you Christians, you need to start, um, ask God to forgive you. Start repenting of your ways because that is no joke. Ask God to forgive you for, for going the world's way, trying to look like you 
are a follower of Christ Jesus. But actually looking like, sounding like, and smelling like the world, you stink. When you believe in stuff like that, you're, it's not a fragrance. <laughs> you stink. Spiritually, you stink. Amen? We go through too much to give Satan the glory in any kind of way, teaching your children how to do that kind of stuff. Amen? Hallelujah. And we, but when it comes to spiritual warfare, not just with Halloween or people that attack us, we must never rest. We sleep. When you go to sleep, you're putting yourself into the hands of God. Hopefully, I hope you do anyway, right? But Satan, angels never sleep. They don't have to. So, what is Satan and his boys doing while you're sleeping? What, what are they doing? Amen? Tell me that we don't have to put our, hand, our trust into God's hands. He watches us in our sleep. Your enemies plan junk, crazy stuff while you're resting, while you're sleeping. This is why we have to learn to rest. And Jesus said, rest in me. Come unto me, all ye that are weary, and I will give you rest. Amen? All ye that are laden, burdened. And he said he will give us rest. You know? I'm just saying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. The letter itself looks like when you, see, when you uh, look it up, when you look it up and you find it, You'll see, you look at it, it looks like a slanted eye, like it's slanting up to the right a little bit. Amen? And it looks like a, well, the old-fashioned one um, looks like a slanted eye. And it, it seems to be bowing to the deity of Christ. And we should do the same thing. It bows to the deity of Christ as to allow his blessings to pour in. Amen? Amen. We need to learn to bow to the deity of Christ instead of bowing to what we think is the deity of me or the deity of I. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Jesus is good. God gave us the seventh day rest. Talking about the number seven now, right? Seventh day rest. Shabbat. Amen? Shavuot, the 49th day after Passover, the week of weeks. Tishri, the seventh month of the year. Are you hearing this? The seventh month of the year, the week of months. Shemitah, the seventh year of rest for the land. Every seven years. That's where they come out with the, uh, <clears throat> the credit. Every seven years. Actually, every seven years, if, if, if America did things the way that it should be done according to God's word, every seven years your credit should get a rest. Amen. You should get forgiven. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but it's not always so. They even say sometimes it takes ten years for things to leave off of your credit report. Amen. Man has to have that money. He has to have that flesh. He has to have his way. Yovel, Y-O-V-E-L, the 49th year the week of months, of years, amen, 
the millennial kingdom, the seventh millennium of human history. Now, if you remember, I was talking about this with the sword. Okay, we're talking about what was a sword and nourishment. Amen? <clears throat> Zayn is the sword and nourishment you need when you're going through a bad time. Amen? And when we look in Ephesians 6.17, amen, Ephesians 6.17, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. What is your sword? What are you using? What are you using to fight battles? Throwing salt over your left shoulder, right shoulder, whatever shoulder over your head, tarot, Ouija, horoscope, what are you using to fight your battles? Amen? Think of something for people to think about. Psalm 119. No, Psalm 149, actually. 2 to 7. You can write this down unless you want to turn to it. Now, Psalm 149, verses 2 to 7. Sing to Yahweh a new song. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And what? A two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment upon the people. See, sword keeps coming up. Amen? Hallelujah. You use your sword when you're going through conflict. Amen? Revelation 19.15. Talking about swords. Amen? We need our sword. God had us do this and get together today for a reason. He wants all of us to begin to learn to use our sword, to use the word of God for more than just a book. Then half the people have it in their homes and there's dust. You could write the word sword on it. There's so much dust on it. Open those Bibles and start studying. And right now I feel led to tell somebody, I don't know who you are, but somebody out there it wants more. You've been studying the Word of God. You've been trying to get as much as you can. Uh, you have that hunger for God, and He knows it. He has recognized you, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. He sees you. Amen. Hallelujah. Revelation nineteen fifteen. Now out of His mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nation, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the Almighty God. Amen? Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. The fierceness. Have your hand weapon with you at all times. The world has things dangling in front of us, and some people are falling for that mess. But we have to know. We have to keep on that straight and narrow path. There's going to be a lot of times that some things that you're interested in, some things you might like or whatever, you might have to turn your back on this stuff. It's better to turn our backs on the world, to turn our backs on junk, to turn our backs on what we know good and well Jesus Christ does not like, than to turn our backs on him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Christians are largely aware 
that spiritual warfare is vitally important to finding and keeping true freedom in Christ. The Bible says that Satan goes around as a roaring lion. It doesn't say he is a roaring lion. He goes around as a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. Amen. And rightfully so, if you allow him to do that to you, it is not. God's fault. God gets blamed for too many things that we make mistakes on, too many things that we do. Amen? He's giving us the word right now. Amen? 1 Peter 5, verses 8 to 9. Thus, okay, when you read it, it says, thus choosing to walk with God automatically. We are to think of him at all times. Okay? Live for him. Live like him. Not try to create our own way of living. Amen? Walk with God automatically, and it means that we are we should resist the devil. Use Yahweh's power. Use the power within you. I think somebody wrote a book years ago. I'm thinking about it called the. I can't remember who it was. They wrote a book called The Power Within. Boy, I wish I could remember who that was. The Power Within. Amen. As James four seven says. Submit yourselves. It doesn't say submit yourselves to the world. Submit yourselves to your own delight, your own selves, okay? Whatever you desire, submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And this is exactly what David was doing here. David was saying, God, I follow your precepts. I follow your concepts. I have followed. I'm following your way. I love your word. He tells him, I love your word. And David, in fact, was it at the verse 54? He says, thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered thy name, O Lord, in the night and have kept thy law. Are you remembering God's name? Are you remembering the word of God? Are you remembering what God says about certain things whenever you are attempted to? Whenever you're tempted to get into something that you know good and well, you should not be getting into, you know it's no good for you, but you just feel it's time to sit back and relax and enjoy something just one day in your life, just a few times, just a few hours, just a couple hours or whatever. I'm just going to enjoy this. And you want to know something? Everybody that did that, a backslid from God. You want to know what a backslider is? A backslider is a person who fell for the scam of the enemy. They fell for the scam of the enemy. And too many people are getting back up and thinking that God, oh, God didn't see that. I could get away with it. No. Nietzsche Dobre, my friend, no. Not good. You're not going to get away with it. He saw it. And if you continue to let it grow, it'll be harder and harder to get rid of that thing. Amen. It'll become a permanent part of you. And that we don't need. There's some things people are into that they have no business being into. And you want to know something? There are some of you out there, you are having problems in your home because of something that was brought into your home that does not belong there. Amen? <clears throat> just, when you, just look around. It might be maybe your children brought it in. Maybe your husband or your wife brought it in whatever, okay, 
look around, and if there's anything in your house that you would not want Jesus to see when he came to visit, okay, and sit down and have a cup of coffee and a donut with you, okay, if there's anything in your house you would not want him to see, kick it to the curb. Amen? I don't care. And, and one or something, there's some stuff out there that some people are probably thinking about right now going, oh, wow, but I really like that, though. I really like that statue. I really like this. I really like those clothes. I really like that necklace. I really like that game. I like that magazine. Get rid of that stuff. Amen. Oh, watch this. Deuteronomy. Write down Deuteronomy 7.26. Amen. Neither shalt thou bring an abomination into thine house, lest thou be a cursed thing like it. I think, didn't we study this a few Sundays ago? Amen. Watch what you bring in. You will be cursed exactly like that thing that you're bringing into your house. It says, but thou shalt utterly detest it, and thou shalt utterly abhor it, for it is a cursed thing. Some things we have in our homes, folks, we should actually be hating. But something in us, <clears throat> whatever that thing is that's not supposed to be there, likes it. Amen? Keep God's laws. Keep God's laws. Amen? Keep his precepts just like David did here. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Zane, the power of habit. What are your habits? What habits do you have that you need to relinquish unto God and, and repent of it? And, oh, Jesus, I feel it. Thank you. And ask him to forgive you. What are we doing that we know good and well God doesn't like, but we don't care because we're going to do it anyway? Amen? Give it to God. Are you saying? Are you appearing as a Christian? Are you, are you saying that you're a Christian, but everything around you, everything that you're doing, everything that people see doesn't say Christian? Are you living the life that attracts people to Jesus? Not to you. Are you living a life? You know, a lot of us don't want to admit that. And I, I, hey, I did it too. I did the same thing. You know, we think we want to attract people to us. We want to get attention. We want, And, and it comes with, because a lot of people growing up or whatever, maybe they didn't get enough love or, you know, maybe they didn't get enough attention or whatever. And, and then as you get older, you find out that you're working towards that thing. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. Everything's me, 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 I, I, I. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. Then you got to repent and you got to ask Jesus, you know, for, for you got to ask Jesus to forgive you for taking his space, for taking his time, for draw, trying to draw people to you instead of him. Instead of him. The entire Bible from, the, from Genesis to the dictionary to the maps is about Jesus. It's all about him. And David is saying that here. I'm just saying. Amen? I'm the A. You know, he's saying it. It's all about the Lord. And David did some stuff, but he repented. Amen? Be careful how you live your life. Be careful what you do, because you want to know something? There are some, there are some things out there that if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus Christ, if it wasn't for Jesus dying on a cross, uh, I'm going to watch how I say this, um, 
God would not use you. Love you, yes. But would not if, if you notice in the Old Testament, what did David do? David wanted to build the house of God. Right? Because he loved God. But what happened? He had blood on his hand. God wouldn't allow him to do it, but he had his son Solomon build the house. Amen? See, so if some of us, you know, we, are, we need to start thanking God for his grace, amen, and for his mercy. Because if it wasn't for God's grace and mercy, we wouldn't be able to build anything. We wouldn't be able to build a church to, to preach in. We wouldn't be able to build a family. Amen? We wouldn't be able to build a legacy. So be careful how you live. Be careful what you say, what you do. And look, any hey, time you do something that convicts you, the Bible says if your heart condemns you, you've done something wrong. I don't have the scripture here. I love that scripture. Um, if your heart condemns you, you've done something wrong. If you say something or if you do something that you just feel really, really strange about or your mind is, you know, something says, oh, that wasn't very nice. Repent. Repent is, repent should be always written in capital letters. And that's what's wrong with nations today. People just do not want to repent. That's why God says, what is it, 2 Chronicles, uh, he says, if my people 714, shall, he wants us to repent, humble ourselves, humble ourselves, amen, and repent. Then he'll come down and heal. Then he'll come down and heal the nations. And he says, I'll heal the land. Amen. Don't worry about your mom. Don't worry about your dad. Don't worry about your brother or your sister because they have to repent as well. We need to repent and remember God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Repent. Keep your mind stayed on Jesus. Keep your mind stayed on God, on the cross, on that old bloody cross that they nailed him to. They nailed his wrists. They nailed his hands. They nailed his feet. Amen. They nailed him to the cross, and they put a crown on him. It was so, the, the crown had so many hard thorns on it. It ripped the skin that was left after they beat him into shreds. The Bible says he was unrecognizable. Unrecognizable. You know, he, when you look at him, you couldn't even tell who he was. You ever hear, uh, you watch the news and you see where they say that someone died in a fire, a burnt or something, and, or they were in an airplane wreck, a helicopter wreck, or something, a car wreck, and it says they were unrecognizable. Their family couldn't even tell. If it wasn't for the, the teeth, okay, they take the teeth out, and, and then that's how they identify a body. That's how Jesus was. Uh, and then they covered the head. I guess the head, you know, still had, you know, they, they put it on and then that ripped the thorns, his own crown. He got ripped by a crown because of us, for us. 
so that we wouldn't have to carry those burdens around with us anymore. He shed his blood so much water came out. Are you thankful? Are you saved? If you're not saved, it, it would behoove you to do so right now. All you have to do is just say, Jesus, I repent. I am so sorry for being a sinner and thinking it was okay. I denounce everything evil, and I accept you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for me. Show me more of you. In your holy name, Jesus, amen. Amen. And that's all you need to do. You know, if people make it so hard, and it's just easy. Jesus made it easy. Why would a loving God make you turn around, jump up and down, and run up and down the steps 18 times to accepting no? He didn't go through all that to make it hard. All you got to do is just apologize. Right? Tell your friends. Just apologize. Just apologize. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Apologize. Amen? That, that requires humility. Amen? And if you just accepted him as your Savior, God bless you, and welcome to the family of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Angels are celebrating right now in heaven where you're going to go. <laughs> Amen? And you're going to go. And you're going to laugh and talk and sing with them and everything else. And no, we're not going to be just floating around on clouds with wings. It's going to be a wonderful, beautiful, bright place. No more problems. No more worries. No more death. No more people losing babies. Amen? No more broken marriages. No more, hey, guys, no more bills, right? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Now go find a Bible-believing church that believes in all of the Word, a church that didn't take out some of the chapters out of the Bible or some of the, uh, you know, there's Bibles that even took out the, the reason Jesus came here to save people. They literally took that out, guys. So watch the Bible that you use too, okay? All right? And, 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 and a church that believes in speaking in the Word, speaking, speaking in tongues, okay, because when you speak in tongues, the devil don't know what you're saying, amen. And I think I took up enough time. Amen. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the word. I hope you wrote down notes. If you have any questions, get in touch with me later. I'll be glad to discuss things with you, talk to you. You know, some of you have my phone number. Give me a call. HMU, hit me up. Amen. Or uh, you can uh, either text me, whatever, or catch me on a messenger. And uh, I love you. Um, I love you. I love you. Thanks for coming on. And uh, just remember that although I love you, I really, really do, God loves you more. Give him some props. Amen? Give him some props. God loves you. He's watching, and he's waiting for you. Amen? Reverend Essie, signing off. Have a beautiful day. Amen?